up this morning feeling mighty fine Hit a cup of coffee with my Sid Shy In case you didn't know, I'm addicted to caffeine At least I'm not a crack fiend Hold up, let me take a puff of that vaccine Hi, I'm Sada And I'm Sada And this is No Sir, No Ma'am, a weekly podcast where we drag our timelines for being Zibala. If you want to get in touch with us, you can hit us up on Twitter at NSNM Podcast or through the hashtag NSNM, which you don't use. I don't even know why I say it. And then you can also email us at NoSirNoMam at gmail.com, which you have been using and I appreciate. Um, you can also send us your questions, your quandaries, your mashakil, your love whatevers at um, com, where we will hashtag FixioLife. Um, you may notice that we have new intro music. It is Rotation, produced by Third List, called Hell Yes. Support you, your Sudani artists and support the 249 movement. Um, would you like some excitement about that? I know that none of you can hear it right now because studio magic is going to happen later and splice it in, but... I mean, yay. <laughs> yay. I'm, I'm, yay. <laughs> I'm really excited. Excellent. Um, we also have a special guest, which you might have heard from the little yay. That was not me. Um, please welcome your favorite third auntie. I don't know if she wants to be an auntie, actually. Um, Nigla. She, she has to be. Well, you have to be for the purposes of this whole podcast. So, hooray. Yay. <laughs> Nigla is here to, um, you know, participate and talk about all this trash that we're about to talk about. Any disclaimers on your end? Not really. I'm just going to say that, as usual, this podcast is going to be extremely long um, by no fault of her own. Nope. It's just that the world is it's a your fault. horrible place right now, <laughs> and there's a lot to discuss. So there. It's your fault. For the first time in No Sir No Ma'am history, uh, Sad and I have actually taken notes and have like physical... I have a notepad. Pen and paper. People. We have a list. Pen and it's paper. It's really sad. Um, okay, let's get right into it. What would you like to start with? I would love to start with some European trash. Ew, okay. Uh, specifically French. I feel like we talk about France every single week on this podcast and I'm tired of because it. Because it never stops. Um, they never stop. Like, they're just <laughs> always on it. I don't understand. It's like they've taken it really as a are. personal mission to be the garbage country that continues to put out social garbage. Consistently. <sighs> anyway. Um, French President Emmanuel Macron. He was... Was it at the... G20 I don't even care. (laughs) Yeah, it was. I think it was. was. And and someone asked him, um, there was a question about aid to Africa or something. Mm -hmm. And he said, and I quote him, the problems Africa faced today are completely different and are civilizational. What are the problems? Failed states, complex democratic transitions, and extremely difficult demographic transitions. Um, but especially civilizational, apparently. <sighs> I'm um, telling you, I mean, Macron got in that picture with, with what the fuck his name is, Trudeau, and everybody was like, oh my god, oh, they're so pretty together. Ooh. And y'all forgot that he's French. I, I think the only people who ever said that are French people who did not 
very, very begrudgingly vote for him. Oh, no, sis. Because I disagree. You know, people have been knowing all of My this. timeline was filled um, with people of color being like, oh my God, they're so cute. Are you serious? Oh my God, he must be just really? like Trudeau because oh. they're in Italy and they're overlooking like whatever, a fucking vineyard or some shit. And sorry, we're supposed to. The uh, best part would be like if they took I, a photo. I don't even that, think like, when they're I saw that. Planking. Because it's all, you know, when they, they both did it. No, but I'm saying that's like the next step because yeah. people, they're always like, oh, he's doing yoga and that's so hot. And then <sighs> they could have both been doing it. And <laughs> don't even get me started on how people cape for Trudeau when honestly. Okay, well, I, ca- I really can't relate because I haven't seen this picture of these people. And also, I don't find either one of them attractive. at all. Um, so I'm just like that. I don't even have any dogs in this fight at this point. Um, so although his speech was shocking, it was not surprising coming from a French president. I don't know if you remember a few years ago, Sarkozy went to Senegal and gave a speech where he said that it was a pity that the... African man has not entered history. I'm sorry, what now? Um, obviously got a lot of backlash. Um, the guy who wrote the speech, who was also like his uh, advisor, um, consistently defended the speech and said that it was just very honest. It, yeah, I mean, sure was. But bottom line is this like whole French paternalism towards Africa, it's not new. It's actually getting really old. Hi, colonialism. How are you? Um, I have nothing to say to this person. I just, I just, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not surprised at his comments. I'm not surprised at Mm -hmm. any of the comments that come out of Europe about Africa. Here's, okay. Here's the thing. I I wasn't surprised, but it was still kind of weird coming from him specifically, from Macron, because um, before he got elected, when he was still campaigning and stuff, he gave some speech and someone asked him about colonization and he said that it was a crime against humanity. And obviously everyone in France went crazy Mm -hmm. because that's not a thing that politicians actually say. Right they tend to like belittle the consequences of colonization. And obviously what's his other face? Uh, Francois Fillon um, said that colonization was actually, you know, beneficial beneficial for the colonies. And, you know, they always try to like defend that perspective. Mm. So it was interesting that Macron actually called it what it was. So... I mean, I find this statement kind of. But I can. He had to get muzzled. He had to to appease um, the crowd or whatever the the French people. He had to. He had <laughs> people. They had to. Um, he had to change his tune fast because. Yeah, honestly, that just makes me think that he said that shit to get elected, and 
Oh yeah, that's, you know, that's exactly what I that's thought. That's that campaign. I was like, oh well, you know, when he needed votes from people of color, then that was exactly you know, his discourse. Exactly. And now that he's elected, he can yeah, like, he can go back to like you know, the party Afri- line. The problem with Africa is listen, that women have seven and eight kids. Listen, first of all, that's not statistically true. And second of all, even if they did, that, like, I think people need to realize that a lot of the problems in Africa are like residue exactly of colonization exactly um and that's the thing that i mean i just like it blows my mind that this com- conversation keeps happening and we keep talking about this and everybody keeps discussing this and it's like it's like at this point you're doing it on purpose you're just purposefully ignoring you're willfully like you're just being willfully ignorant at this point like the who was it the um the comments coming out of denmark being like the solution to migration is Mm -hmm. contraception and like birth control because africans have too many children and that's why like bitch what are you are you out of your mind like are you yeah i need this this like european well Western lack of accountability and just like mm-hmm. what? It's because you know you're savages and intellectually inferior. What's that got to do with that? And I just what? like I don't understand how you can fix your face to say some ignorance like that and then expect that and obviously that just means that and then when you get backlash actually defend right. it like the Be guy like, who no. wrote Sarkozy's speech he was actually like oh so we're just gonna pretend like you know the French didn't build like schools and bridges oh, in their college wow. that's okay <laughs> oh my god it blows France is just consistently disappointing my mind and it's also just like a real wake up call I feel like for people of color and people of African descent who who are like who live in these countries or who are born and raised in these countries like it's just you're never a part of that society clearly right if you can if you can say that oh oh your people are leaving their continent because they're you know it's just too many of them <laughs> and that's why they're coming yeah. here like you are we are we roaches like what is this like i don't even i'm i'm so tired i don't like and that's also i mean saying that europe has an immigration problem because there's just too many people in africa is completely disregarding all of the poverty and civil wars that are financed by europeans and just like Just, just blame everything on the Negroes. Also, like, the thing that Nigla and I were talking about the other day when we were when this thing came out with the whole like comments from Denmark and whatever, is that mm-hmm. Europe is on the decline. If we talk about like white Europeans, they're birth y'all rate, are, yeah, yeah their birth rates are going low. Y'all are going to be old and you're going to die out. So really, the people who are populating, the people you're complaining about, oh, they're coming here and they're overpopulating our countries or they're having too many babies, that's why they got to leave. They're coming here and they're populating your countries. They're moving your economy. They're basically... They're paying taxes. Paying taxes. They're rebuilding your society because you're dying out, sis. You're on your way out. You're like... uh, the, The median age is just 
يعني your birth rate is super low your median age is super high what are you how do you expect to go on well, they don't have enough hinai they don't have enough workers yeah no they don't which is why um retirement like they're pushing the age of retirement no, this is because it's so expensive yeah. right. yeah. because there's there's too many old people and not enough young people to boost the economy right yeah. so um might want to rethink like your statements you might really want to rethink that i just i'm tired of europe i'm really tired i'm tired of like and just like the the fucking entitlement word that the gal shinohu the black man has not entered history <laughs> but just the the gall and the gumption to be saying that in dakar like in africa which is pretty much scientifically the birthplace, birthplace of, of, of humanity of civilization like get the fuck entire like people had super organized kingdoms when europeans were living in filth and yet somehow yeah <laughs> so please spare me with the whole black man has not entered his and i think it's also like the like you said the entitlement of going to dakar and saying something like that is like you still feel like you own this place you still feel like you're entitled to do whatever yeah. and you're I mean, we've talked about this before, but like it's the same attitude of like expats who come and live in African countries and they just feel like they can do whatever they want and like blah 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 and you know and and just yeah. and just like take up space in this very like comfortable way because they feel like this is still ours. Oh, well you, you know, you owe us somehow. Bitch, I don't owe you shit. <laughs> None of us owe you anything. In fact, All you I owe, owe us is the taxes that I pay for. You and that's pretty much owe it. us you owe the entire continent of africa reparations for what you did to it so bye nope that's ugh, reparations is a whole a other whole debate, other debate but listen um i have a really quick story about some more french trash okay um so i haven't actually seen this thing that i'm going to talk about okay but i've heard like people discussing it on podcasts and facebook and stuff because mm-hmm. it was kind of huge um there's like this um like a kids magazine i guess mm-hmm. um whatever you call them <laughs> a kids magazine uh. <laughs> yeah so this magazine that's like super popular in france mm-hmm. published a little comic strip oh boy So it is about a little white girl going to the zoo with her white daddy. And they get to the zoo and before the, they enter the zoo, the little girl is like, "Hey daddy, why is the monkey looking at us?" Oh my god, no. And the monkey <sighs> is actually um oh. yeah so the dad responds oh haha that's not a monkey that's a person <gasps> like we're not even inside the zoo yet Stop or something. <laughs> and the monkey in question is a black person who is guarding the zoo like the uh, person in the 
Okay, like at the ticket, Hina, oh. got it. Yep, yep. Black person. Wait, this is like yep. re- they like, did that wow. kids magazine. This is real. Like this is. It's not like a throwback. They're like, hey guys, throwback Thursday. <laughs> Let's post a comic. Remember book when we were, were over- racist? Right. Like, remember when we were overtly racist? <laughs> oh my god. I do not understand. Uh, like who was in that meeting? I don't understand. Like how many people? Saw that strip. Like, Francois, this is an amazing idea. I love it. And thought, not even that. I thought, like, oh yeah, they'll laugh. You know, it's fine. I just. Um, That's funny. Listen, this reminds me. Somebody, a friend of mine, sent me a screenshot yesterday of like a headline, and it was Walmart apologizing for carrying a product, and it was weight. Oh, I saw that. caps. And yeah. the wig cap color was nigger brown. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. And I later. swear to God, it just confirms and reaffirms what I've been saying. They don't give a shit. They're doing it on purpose. And they and because every time something like this happens, then they issue some bullshit ass apology. Like you didn't know that would be offensive. Like, you didn't know that's unacceptable. I thought like, it was in Spanish. <laughs> Negra brown. Right. Like, <laughs> like, they didn't know that that the little girl in a kid's magazine likening a black man to a monkey is inappropriate, to say the I don't least. Understand. Like, get out of here. Y'all are. I don't know who these people hire, but they're clearly they're just, not doing They're doing it on purpose. That's, halas, that's my Hinaya. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. They're doing it on purpose. I mean, at this point. Anyway. So there was that. Um, but I also wanted to get back to Macron's speech because uh, someone on Sudanese Twitter reacted to okay. it. Um, I don't know if I should like shout out her handle and give her credit or if that's just going to bring more trolls well, to her mentions because I feel like she? she's already been through something. Oh. Like French trolls? No. Sudan- what? what? No. Yeah. What? What did she say, Tlaib? <sighs> Please read the thread. So she says... Uh, let me find her tweet. Okay, so the thread starts by her saying, calling any country, quote-unquote, uncivilized, a word loaded in historical racism, white supremacy, and imperialism is beyond unacceptable. And then she continues to explain why she feels this is bullshit all very valid points because first of all what is the benchmark for civilization is it because your country's rich and mine's poor right like fishnu um and then what else does she say it's a really long thread Mm -hmm. (sighs) but you know what though are you sure this Mm -hmm. was a, a direct um Respo- this was a response to Macron's speech, because because I think this was it. Not? I think this it is a response to something actually. else. You know what I think this was is a it? response to? Yeah, somebody, um, some young lady on Sudani Twitter tweeted that like, like, uh, something about like Sudan is not civilized. 
Like oh. we're oh. we're not. So yeah, we're not. I don't remember the exact um, tweet, but it was basically like, we don't have this, we don't have that, and I don't like call Sudan a civilized country. Sudan is not oh. a civilized country. And then um, people went in because also shout out to Dinan who just stays collecting these people. <laughs> Dinan is out on a like. Dinan, Ilham, and like a bunch of other people. I just I missed I missed all of this, but please tell me more. Yeah, it was basically like so she tweeted that and I think that's where that thread comes from. Because I saw oh, okay. Dinan's response. Because I, I didn't see the stuff you're talking about, so I just assumed right. it was about the But I mean speech. it fits completely. It it makes sense yeah. in both situations, I guess. And Dinan was saying like, you know, it's really unfortunate that I mean, she used much better words than I'm about to. But she was saying how, like, it's really unfortunate that people will call, you know, will, like, basically shit on their own. And, like, you right. know, you'll you'll badmouth Sudan and Sudanese people and talk trash about it and say we're uncivilized and blah, blah, blah. But then you'll stunt on the gram and, like, be in your tub or in your garmasis or whatever and be like, oh, I'm doing right. it for the culture or this is my home or whatever. And, like, you know, heart emoji, uh, Sudanese flag emoji and whatever. So you'll, use, you'll, like, profit off the culture and, like, use it to big yourself up. But you won't actually right. be there for, for your own, basically. And I was like, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. And that's, I mean, this other girl, that's not exactly what she's saying. But she was just yeah. saying that basically words mean things. Right. And, like, what's your idea of progress that you think your own country is uncivilized? Mm, yes, right. we have problems, but so do other countries. And it's just um, basically you need to decolonize your mind right. to understand that Western is not necessarily more civilized because they also have, you know, their own, their own set of problems and whatever. But the word uncivilized is always reserved to, you know, other countries right. that are not Western right. or white. Right. Um, and Muhim, I thought her thread was really interesting. She made some pretty good points. Yeah, it totally um, was. Um, a part of Sudan Twitter got upset because they do. Um, they're saying that basically civilized means that these people have uh, you know, healthcare and education and stuff. Right. Basically completely missing the point. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, you have to call a spade a spade. Because this, this and that and our government and the corruption and all of that. Uh, um, here's what I would like to say. Please, because I have no words. <laughs> <laughs> there is a marked, significant, important difference between your country being underdeveloped mm. mm-hmm. and you being quote unquote uncivilized. Right. And actually, I don't want to use that word. I want to use the word mutahdiri. Mm-hmm. Sudanese people, in terms of tafkir, maybe not socially, intellectually, if you want to use that word. Mm-hmm. But that has no reflection on the state of our country because our country is underdeveloped for a very 
different reason. It's not that we don't have the knowledge. It's not that we don't have the capability. It's not that we don't have the, you know, the skills or the intelligence. It's that we have bad managers. Right. That's it. We are ruled by a group of people who don't give two shits about us and are out to just, you know, line their own pockets. They're out for their own personal interests and they don't give a shit about the country. That is why the country is in the crapper. It has nothing to do with our ability to develop the country. Right. We are unable to develop the country because we are not allowed to develop the country. Exactly. Because we are not given the resources by our government to develop the country. It has nothing to do with whether we are capable of doing it. So I need people to stop confusing whatever mismanagement is happening with me as a person. I don't claim that. That's not my fault. Right. I'm not going to say that Sudanese people are متخلفين ولا ما متحضرين ولا هنا عشان عشان حكومتنا ما عاوزه تنمي البلد. That's two completely different things. Now, whether you want to say those people are مدرين نمو البلد or their personal reasons, their selfish reasons for doing that is تخلف. That's sure. Why not? Yeah, you could argue that the the نوع من التخلف إنك أنت بس تشوف روحك وما تشوف باقي الناس or إنك تكون رئيس or إنك تكون you know someone an official and not see your responsibility in things ممكن تقول التخلف I guess you could argue that but just because we are mismanaged does not mean we are uncivilized exactly but then I I feel like um, Sudanese people specifically have this fascination with the West, especially oh, yeah. Sudanese people who have not lived in the West. Mm, FYI, because like when you live yes. here, you know that it, it ain't shit. But um, so I guess that's like, I don't know how to, how to say this, but like if they say, my God, it'll be Twitter. If you consider that and we have a lot of corruption and our healthcare is messed up um bitch have you been to the states um yeah listen like you know what i mean i'm just i'm i'm over it honestly i don't know what to say because i'm so over this whole debate like it i think it's really healthy to evaluate what's wrong with our country and at least talk about it but mm-hmm. saying that because you know government policies and stuff like that's some that's just self-hate yeah. basically yeah just, it, it really is it's self-loathing us saying that we are you know us disagreeing with with the point of uh, you know Sudanese mom tahdirin is not to say that our country is that hasn't, I mean like I said they're two completely different things I you can be a, a, a you know you can be an educated well-rounded uh, quote unquote civilized person right and still live in abject poverty right. you can do that and that also I would like to argue that the fact that we that there are so many people who come out of this horrible environment And there are so many bright minds that, you know, come out of, shine out of this horrible environment is proof of the opposite. I'm tired of, I'm tired of hearing that. Like, I just feel like people need to practice a little bit more self-love and like just recognize your own value, your own worth. 
And not in terms of like, what am I offering? But like as a human being, like you deserve, you deserve, like you deserve to, to see yourself as worthy of respect and see yourself as somebody who's significant and has something to offer and, and whatever. And like, that has nothing to do with your government. It has nothing to do with, um, you know, other people's perceptions of you. It has nothing to do with the West. It's just, it's you. And just stop, right. just stop, yeah, stop, that's tiring. Any other topics? Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to say that just because we, you know, I mean, we're not saying that Mafi Mashakil, and speaking of which, like, Sudan is still on some bullshit. Right. Let's not, let's I be mean, real. I mean, we figured that out, like, a couple of podcasts ago, but yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, since we were born, like, we, we've been knowing that... And one of our mashakil um, is this mess with um, the students in Darfur, or Darfuri students, actually, right. I should say. Um, so in this, is, this article came out, I think, today? Yeah, it came out today. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, about 1,000 um, Darfuri students resigned from... Uh, the University of Bakhtar Rida, right. um, they just walked out and because they're protesting the university's treatment of Darfuri students. Mm-hmm. And it all started because 13 of them were dismissed and nine were arrested on accusations of murder. Now, the article that I'm reading doesn't really give any details about that situation okay um so i I can't say like what the you know what happened who died who was quote unquote murdered for them to be arrested and and dismissed uh, expelled but basically the students were like we've had enough and a thousand of them were like we're not studying here anymore and we're not coming back until they get reinstated um and it's basically like um students were telling radio dabanga that um Anything that happens in the university is blamed on the Darfuri students. Mm-hmm. Basically, they're always vilified and they're not respected or supported by the administration. And, you know, this was kind of like the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back. And so they all just walked out. And in response to them walking out, um, they tried to all, you know, they went to Sugashabi. They all tried to catch buses to go to Al Khartoum or go home or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, the Jihaz al basically barred them from taking transportation. For what reason? Because they walked out. And? <laughs> because they're that from Darfur. I'm, this is the only explanation. Because I don't understand how a national security service, what it has to do with students protesting a university policy and leaving. This is so confusing. It's really confusing, and some of them basically walked, were walking to Al Khartoum from a duem. They were forced to walk because they can't take any buses. They won't be allowed on any buses. Okay. And it's just kind of like this, you know, this is not the first time that this happens. I feel like that 40 students all over Sudan are just, just go through so much shit. To get an education, like I mean, so much shit in general, but like in the in the like academic sphere, in the educational sphere in specific, 
they are all, always and diamond basma make yourselves they stay protesting you know they stay protesting because you know their their stipends haven't come in or they're not allowed to register for classes or something happened on campus and they're blamed for it or it's just like it's like somebody said um it's this institutionalized it really is it's basically institutionalized racism that's exactly what it's it is institutionalized tribalism you're you're targeting this specific group of people and you're hindering their growth because of what like i don't understand why yani in this day and age why we But when you say in to... this day and age it's like you're implying that we've evolved when we really have not at all if anything i feel like we've regressed we haven't no we haven't And also, I feel like the institutional racism is um, not only caused, but like encouraged by the government. Oh, sure. Um, because there's absolutely no reason um, for me as a Sudanese citizen to give my tribe when I apply for a passport. Agreed. Like there's no reason. Agreed. Um, so I think that all these policies are especially aimed to um, discriminate against um, and oppress non-Arab tribes. Which is also, I mean, that's a whole other conversation that we're not going to get into right now. But... Right. I mean, just because it's... It's, it's too many men yeah, to get into exactly. right now. It's too I many men at the same time. And, and at the end of the day, I just, I just feel like... I mean, in this kind of situation, you're, you're as a... I don't even know what to call it. As a, as a moderate person, as a person with some common sense, as a person who, doesn't, who isn't vile and hateful, like, mm -hmm. you're just like, what, how, do you, how do you fix this? You know what I mean? Like, how do you how do how do you help your your classmate or your you know colleague or whatever overcome this? And it's just kind of like there's there's nothing. You, I feel like they're they're going through this alone, right? And it's and it fucking sucks. It sucks to feel that like you should be supported. You should be your your fellow students should should stand with you yeah we should be outraged that this is happening that these people are being singled out like this like and it's systematic and it's continuous and i'm just like if i was I, i would give up i would just i would just not go to college like fuck it and as somebody else was commented on um on twitter you know then we're surprised when people want to you know want to go through a secession they want to leave the country they want to form their own state It's the same, it's like history repeating itself. Well, it's the same, it's the same like, you know, targeted discrimination and whatever that we did with Southern Sudanese people that we're now doing. I mean, we've been doing. But I also it's kind of like been I, going on all the same time. I also feel like, um, especially regarding racism, um, like it's not part of our education to talk about these issues and that's also part of right. the problem 
because I mean, we don't recognize that it's there in the first place. Exactly. And the yeah. result is there's so many people, and we've seen them so many times on Twitter, who are just super cash about their racism because they don't like they don't understand how or why it's wrong. I don't remember which conversation it was, but we've talked about this. There was some debate on Sudani Twitter about like something that was racially charged. And people went crazy. Like people say the most disgusting shit. And I think that's also because of education. Because A, who raised you? Right. And B, it's not really like as like being part of the group that's not oppressed, you don't really, you know, put yourself in the oppressed group's shoes, I guess. Right. So people right. are just completely oblivious, and they—I mean, I don't know what to say about this. Um, there, it's funny you should mention that because I saw a tweet yesterday um, about this very thing of like, oh, you know, somebody being like, oh, I'm not, um, I'm not racist. He's like, I'm not mm -hmm. but which is always like. <sighs> Nothing good can come after that. Mm. But basically, like, Matt, if he threw out some, you know, racial slur, he's like, when a blank does this, then I just can't take it because who the fuck do they think they are and whatever. And I'm just like, <sighs> you realize that you're the same thing. Like, you're the same. You're the same. <laughs> you're the same. You're, you're the white man. <laughs> Yeah, well, one, one, you're the white man, but also you're also the same thing. You're, you're the same thing you're calling him. You're that <laughs> also, which is which is why it's super ironic because I feel like I don't even know what word to use, but people who consider themselves of Arab descent in Sudan act right. like white people. But the thing is, the second you step out of Sudan, you're black. Nobody yeah. cares if you think, yeah. you know, Habobtik Masri or nobody cares. <laughs> You're black. And people yeah. just need to realize that because what's surprising me is that people, I, I think I would understand, if we think of it like from a historical perspective, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, Sudanese, you know, slavery in Sudan existed and some would argue still exists, right? And there is this history of like, these people were, you know, enslaved by this family or they were owned by this mm -hmm. family. And so now there is that like, that brand, you know, they're like branded by that and mm -hmm. whatever. So if we talk about it from that perspective, I can understand, um, you know, our parents' generation, for example, still having these, still, holding that close to them right. because it was a part of their upbringing. It was a part of their life mm -hmm. for so long. But I'm really surprised by, you know, our generation or especially the younger kids, because this is all young people. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's, who, you know, like, I mean, it's, at least it's the, all, the really horrible ones we see on Twitter, they seem young. Yeah, it's all like college age kids, you know, a generation below yeah. us that really hold hold these 
hold these concepts super true like they believe in this and they have but I don't understand what their frame of reference is because it's like you don't you're not living that and you don't and you don't even necessarily know that in your know that history in your family because let's be real most families don't talk about their you know their their history most people don't sit sit around and talk about like generations back what they how they were living or what they were doing so you don't even necessarily have that knowledge in your history so where are you getting this from? I mean... And what does that mean to you? Like, what does the word I mean to you? It, for you to use it so casually and for you to be like, I'm not racist. And I'm not unsuri, but... I don't understand what that means to you. Are you... Do, I, wh- I you know, who are you referring to? I think that the government has some responsibility over this. Because I can't really say because I've never been to school in Sudan, but I feel like the educational system is very biased towards Arab tribes. You know what I mean? Hassan is sheltered and whatever. Yeah. So you, you, yeah, all that shit. You grow up like unconsciously absorbing all this information. That you're better than Fulan because in and I think that's part of it. I mean, I don't know. I have no logical I mean, explanation. Obviously, I'm just like guessing. Because I feel like there's a there's a tribal element to it, mm-hmm. but there's also um, a color element to oh, it. Oh, definitely, it's true. You know, definitely. like you're darker, therefore there's layers. Blah to blah it, girl. blah. There's so many layers, and I'm just like, I'm so confused. And I'm a little like, just like, is this is exhausting? How are you not exhausted? But they're, keeping this they're up? also interrelated because the, the general idea is that if you come from an Arab or a quote unquote acceptable tribe, then you have like your skin is more fair and you have looser curls or like soft hair. And your nose is small and whatever. And if you're not mm. from one of these tribes and you're quote unquote a slave, then you know, you have kinkier hair and a darker complexion and wider nose. And that's considered worse in our society because we're fucking idiots. No, but then you know, it it can it goes even worse than that. Yani, let's keep it real. There are I don't want to call out anybody, but whatever. Anyway, um, <laughs> there are criterias when it comes to marriage. I can yani, testify that some family members will be like, right. I was just going to talk about that whole yeah. thing. Like, oh they sniff it out like hounds. It's And it's also such a weird obsession. thing. And they go searching for it. Like, no they go down the lineage and they'd be like, yo, his great, great, mad, if great, right. great was supposedly, a, supposedly, supposedly, maybe, we don't know, Lakin, because of that, mad, if point something percent, yo, we can't agree to this marriage. I've heard lots of stories. And it's never like, that's and that's also really interesting to me because it's never, yeah, I mean, assuming the high up acceptable assuming i'm not i'm not like condoning it i mean i'm not like you know supporting <laughs> it anyway but assuming the high so wouldn't you think that like it would be more significant if it was like closer 
like a father, you know, like like a like one generation. These people will go back three, four generations yeah, yeah, yeah. and be like, oh, no thanks. But then what does it taint you with? That's what I want to know. I don't what, know. What, what, is the, what are you exactly know. being tainted with? Is it the title? Is it, are there know. like, bad for the, do we, do we, do they know something that we don't know? Are there like secret diseases that might be connected to I don't, it? but that's the thing. <laughs> it's not even that. Because people will marry their first cousins. Yeah, that's like Word. so. Like, <laughs> it's not about it's not about health. Word. It's not about like it's, you it's know. It's not about health, but it's about um, and and this is why a lot of like super crusty, ashy guys in Sudan want to marry like all these super <laughs> light skinned girls with like shadow misubset and stuff, and they say it's because Aizin has to win this. And that's also literally like a master race. That's mm. awesome. <laughs> that that oh that term that term oh, yeah that's gross yeah because we hate ourselves so much so much that whiter is better. It's tragic. I just feel like when you say into that tahsin and nasl, and you look like that, that means. Yeah. And it's really hor- like I don't understand the logic behind it. I do not understand but because here's where it gets really twisted. So you want to marry someone who's, you know, lighter, uh, brighter, better hair, quote unquote, better hair. I like that lighter, brighter. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you have those three. So you marry that person. So you hate yourself, but you also love yourself enough to think that you're entitled to something better. But and that blows my mind. I don't... Like, the, the motivation behind it is insane. Because... Yeah, forget the, of the, the why of it. Just the twisted logic of, like, I'm good enough to do this thing, but I also want to erase my genetic makeup. That's exactly the Because thing. it's not good enough. Like, from a very personal experience because my significant other is caucasian i am terrified that if we ever have kids they're not gonna look like me like they're gonna be super light-skinned i am terrified it's a legit like anxiety inducing thing it's insane and I understand. I understand completely because I feel like, and I, I'd like to segue a little bit into one of our other topics. It's not really a topic. It's really more of a more of a, a gripe that I have. <laughs> not really a gripe. I mean, I don't know. Oh, God. But I want to talk I about it. I thought you would forget and we wouldn't have to talk about this. Nope. I Sorry. Like this is not happening. So much hate. I will be, I'll be sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to be. Okay, let's see. I mean, and this is no, I mean, let me preface this by saying that this is nobody's fault. I'm not pointing fingers at anyone Mm -hmm. by bringing this up. Okay. But I feel like there is, and I've had this conversation many a time with many a person, that as, like, our, you know, whether we like to admit it or not, our, our our genetic landscape is changing. We are becoming lighter. Stay lighter. <laughs> we're and now Stay <laughs> with your chat. Hey, listen. <laughs> we're becoming we're becoming lighter, but we're also becoming this very interesting thaw bear of like 
a very specific look. Yes. And and it's and it's really interesting. Like we're lose. I mean, I'm granted. I am speaking within a, a limited scope of yeah. Sudanese society. No, I want to make that clear because I feel like we always talk about oh, people are Sudanese people are like this, but we're all, we're always just talking about a specific group. We're not talking mm. about like Sudan as a whole. Yeah. Right. But I just feel like yeah. I mean, okay. So there's a, a um, hashtag on Twitter um, called Sudam, and it was, you know, all these people posting selfies and, like, shouting out where yes. they're from, Fisudan, and it was beautiful. It was really nice, uh, you know, very beautiful people across the board. Um, Absolutely. Everyone, you like, know, we can't, we repping can't their lie. set. They're really good-looking yeah. people. Like, the girls are so super popping gorgeous gorgeous the men were you know nice they knew all their angles right great lighting it was wonderful and i was glad to see people flourish on like a sudani hashtag yes it was nice yeah it was really nice and it was nice to see people represent you know like for their different areas even if they don't like somebody was complaining oh everybody on the hashtag isn't 99 percent of the people aren't aren't in sudan doesn't matter still sudanese they can still rep their you know they're still rep their neighborhood or rep wherever their parents are from that's fine right but it just made me realize how much like i don't think i i saw I, i only saw maybe a handful of girls who look like me uh, and I that scared me. I won't lie. And I'm not saying that to say that it's bad to be light skinned or oh my god, what's happened. But it just made me like, wow, where are where are the dark skinned girls? Well, I have a theory. Okay, I'm scared. No, it's really basic. I just think that most of the dark skinned girls on Sudanese social media don't really post pictures that much because they do get. A shit load of abuse, mm-hmm. like right, so much. So I think the only girls yeah, who wait. posted mm-hmm. on that hashtag were girls who were confident enough, you know, to face whatever was coming. And that's huge. That's also oh, yeah. huge. That's a huge thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, no, don't you don't you remember? Um, let's go back. Um, Facebook. There was a Sudanese group that oh, god damn what was it called uh the name was so whatever <laughs> Un- no, 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 no 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 this is before this is like this is way before this is before like the my like the kamiya tanasa that are on facebook right now okay like at the beginnings uh-huh. um when there was this group it was sudanese and basically sudan sudan's no it's not sudan's finest sudan damn anyway it'll come to me mm-hmm. but Basically, you post your photo and people judge it mm-hmm. on a scale of 1 to 10. Do you remember that? It was a huge group. It was a huge thing. I think this was like... I don't remember that and I'm so glad I don't know what that is. Me too. Oh that my god. Okay, yeah. Maybe that's like... Blessing. drove me insane. Anyway, so yeah, it was a huge thing. And basically, <coughs> you put in your photo and everybody just comments like 1 through 9. You know, right. like one time, yeah. five and a half, like whatever, you know, <laughs> that kind First of thing. First of all, why? And, but okay. Yeah, yeah. But it, I know it's terrible. But anyway, so then I noticed, 
تكون لونها بيضاء يا شعرها طويل ما اعرف شنو تم بلس دائما يو نو ذا هاي تنز اور ذا هاي ناينز اور وات ايفر يو وونت تو كول ات اما لما تكون بيت صمراء Forget you into you have natural hair because at that time that, at that was point, that wasn't was a thing. It wasn't yeah. popular yeah. at all. It was like this. No, Munakasha do. Jesus Christ! It was really bad. It was really really bad. And then when you got into like the super dark tones, eek! The comments were just brutal. So Utterly gross. brutal. <sighs> But, I mean, this and thing has been going on yeah, forever. You know, it's and, just, and the comments usually come from other dark skin, from dark skin men. Oh yeah, لكن العجب oh, العجب لكن لا. I I wish it was mostly men that comment because men comment. لكن بنات that would be tearing them down. It's really bad. It that was a disappointing thing to me. I don't know that for him now, yeah? Right. Like, why you gotta be tearing the girl down, you yeah. fellow? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I just... And I mean, and speaking of tearing down, and speaking of crusty, ashy-ass niggas who want to <laughs> talk shit. So on this very thread, a young woman, I don't know if she wants... I mean, I don't know if she cares if we shout her out. Anyway, a young woman by the name of Dahlia posts... Uh, you know, she participates in in this Sudan thread. And this dude comes in her mentions talking about He was like, oh, the, the thread was fine. لحد ما أشوف تخلقتك. No. Like, you want to add your pictures to this thread? And I was like... And honestly... Okay, Negro. Yeah, let's do this. Daddy handled it so well because she was just like, "Listen, if you think I'm ugly, that's it. Sounds like a you problem. Sounds like a problem you need to figure out with yourself." That's what I. I'm like, listen, when you find someone attractive, that's a you problem. Yeah, not, a them not problem. exactly. You you do you deal with it however you need to deal with it. You know, seek therapy, drink some green tea, <laughs> maybe do drugs, meditate, do whatever, whatever you, you need to do. Deal with your own demons, but that's not her problem exactly. because she's smoking hot. Yeah, and, so there's that. And she's and that's what she said. She was like, "I think I'm beautiful, and that's all that matters." And that was, I thought, a very great. This is a great response because I wouldn't have said that. That was pretty. Cool. I would have went in. I would have been like, "Um, <laughs> sir, first of all, reflective surface, seek one out." <laughs> Then he just kept going. He kept going. At one point, he had a picture of his like fucking disgusting ass toenail Ew, on there, man. and being like into basically shabada. <gasps> and I was like, "Sir, are you really airing your crusty feet on the timeline?" And he, I didn't even see that he responded to her after that. I thought he did. He, he just like, kept no. He didn't. He just know, kept going. Back to his lane. And every, wait, did he ever? Post a photo of himself. Though? No, he didn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. He didn't. He just gave us his crusty feet to look at and botni galabet because they were discussed. Like, sir, sir. Oh, I don't want to see that. This reflects more on you than it does on her. Like, this has <laughs> nothing to do with her and everything to do with the fact that you need to go get your feet checked. Like, get a pedicure. It's not. There's nothing. There's no shame in that. Like, you need it clearly. And I just don't understand <sighs> the need. To also, who the hell are you? Why does she? Yeah, why do we care about your opinion? Confidence, like sis. 
I'm she shuflek shagalagabia. Like nobody gives a damn about your stupid ass opinion. No one, ca- literally, no one cares. I don't understand why you would think she would. Oh my God, some random from you know wherever thinks I'm not pretty. Oh God, let me stop my life now. Like get the fuck out of here. How how am I to live? What am I gonna do? How with will myself? I go on? Like n- nobody no, cares. No, sir. About your crusty opinion. I don't know. To get back to my original point. <laughs> Okay. So. Of like, I just, I just want to know. I mean, there are so many reasons. Somebody, you know, replied. Uh, so I, I, I couldn't. I didn't want to say anything bad about the thread because it's not about the thread, and it's not even about the people on the thread. Right. But I just was just like, um, you know, Sudani. I had to say something. So I was like, Sudani, dark skin girl numbers are on the decline, and you know. And it's tragic. And it's tragic. And they were like, uh, somebody sent me, a, you know replied to me being like how and why and I was like that's a really good question and the only answers I can come up with are that a we don't want to be this color anymore and so we seek Mm -hmm. you know um chemical ways to not be that color anymore someone on Saraha actually asked us to discuss this whole skin bleaching thing <sighs> I don't know if we have energy or time. I, and also, I feel like we've already brushed on this subject a couple of times. I don't um, want to say too much about podcast. it. I just want to say that I think it's on the decline. I think I Is want it? to say, yeah, I think I want to say that it's, it's, well, that's good news. yeah, it's, it's not as prevalent as it used to be, at least. At but is least it in on Khartoum. the decline in Khartoum for people who have social media? That's what I was going to say. And like are yeah. discovering, you know, self-love and natural beauty and all of that. Or is it like a nationwide thing? Because I really It's not that. a nationwide thing. I, that's what I was going to say. It's a, I am saying that it's a decline and I'm basing this purely on what I see. Like I'm, you know, confined to Khartoum and the diaspora and like people who use social media and you know you notice it a little bit more on like makeup um like like makeup artists are a little bit more into mm-hmm. like the natural look or whatever like your skin tone you know they're not like it's really not that hard to match foundation to your skin tone i don't know where these people have been for like a 30 good years yeah it's not that hard. It's like not, that's always how it was supposed to be. Like, it, like makeup is not a mask that you put on your face. It's not a new trend. It's, this is, this is how it's supposed to be used, but okay. Um, anyway, right. So firstly, you know, some people will seek the chemical option. And I mm-hmm. think a lot of it is also like this deep rooted social, you know, unspoken thing. Well, very spoken thing actually of Hassinun Nasr. Let me right. find a wife who is lighter than me and has, you know, a uh, uh, so- softer texture than mine and whatever so that yeah. the new generation comes out looking this way. Like, I, I sometimes will, like, become aware if I'm in a, in a space, in a public space, of just how many people fit that mold now. Right. And there's nothing, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. <coughs> but it's just from a dark from a dark skin perspective it's a little bit mm-hmm. jarring that like you don't see people that look like you or the people who look like you don't want to look like you or 
when you're okay looking the way that you do, people tell you otherwise. Like, right. it's, it's, it's a very, it's a very destructive experience. It really is. Every time we try to discuss this on the timeline, <sighs> I don't want to name names, um, but here come the people claiming that if white people can tan, then black people can bleach their skin. Oh, I thought you were going a different um, way with that. I thought you were going to talk about the, oh, it's so hard being light-skinned because they call me Halabiya. Oh, I'm not oh, even going to acknowledge <laughs> that, that. I don't care. Like, I'm really sorry for your waffle-colored person, <laughs> but it's not. Like, <laughs> I don't. I mean, you'll live. You, it's fine. You will. You will live. No, but like a few people were saying, oh, you know, <sighs> Why is it that big of a deal if white people can tan? Uh, first of all, from a purely scientific perspective, biologic hinai, <laughs> it's not the same because you can naturally get darker, but you don't really naturally, naturally. lose your melanin. Right. Unless um, it's in, like a so disease. Obviously, if you're injecting yourself or taking pills or whatever, with something that's going to kill all the melanin in your skin, then you're going to get cancer and you're going to die. Um, pretty yeah. much the downline. And it's not re like, I honestly don't shame women who bleach. Like I completely understand where that need comes, comes from, from right? because yeah. and we make people believe that their skin tone is not enough. Um, so it's not even about that, but it's just about people understanding that wanting to be lighter really does come from a place of self-hate and right. I mean, who are you going to blame? Probably colonization and white supremacy. And that's that because we believe that lighter means better, you know, having a better status in society and being more attractive and kind of the same of how colorism works in America of like lighter person means like you said more attractive but better socially but also more mm -hmm. intelligent and I just I never mm -hmm. understood that like what does that have to do with anything what does the color of my skin have to well, do with my level of intelligence like I I mean in in America and like the Caribbean and stuff I know that in um, the French islands, like Martinique and Guadeloupe, mm -hmm. they have at least like 40 different Creole words for what a person is, depending on their, their color. yeah, their color, wow. their skin tone, but also like the texture of their hair. Amazing. And that's a classification that came from slavery because right. if you had, um, like, you know, looser hair mm -hmm. and you were slightly lighter, then you would be a house nigger right. and not in the field with all the other people right, right and you know maybe the plantation master will rape you because he thinks you're cute right um and you know hence giving you more light-skinned babies and that's but see i understand that concept within the context of slavery in america and in the islands but i don't understand that concept within our context well I think 
part of it is colonization because right. we look up to the white man and we think that you know that's right. the ideal of what we should be right but also from the very aggressive arabization because we all so desperately want to be arabs and prove <sighs> that you know we're of arab descent and my great grandmother was you know i don't know pancake المهم يعني we we just we want to be that so bad that you know the closer you are to that like physical ideal the better it is speaking of which um so Nigla and i have been talking a lot about Nigla walked away because she's on the phone but Nigla and i have been talking about um dna tests a lot the past few days And, you know, in America, there's mm-hmm. this, like, trend of, like, trace your ancestry and look at your DNA right. and how it, you know, breaks down and find out where you're really from or what your ethnicity yeah. is, blah, blah, blah. So we've, ta- we've talked about that a lot. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, I, you know, Nigla was like, oh, you know, really, we should have Sudanese people do these DNA tests because some, some of y'all about to get, you know, some really rude awakenings. on like mm-hmm. basically what you're where you're actually from and what your DNA breakdown is like how what you are genetically but mm-hmm. it just made me think of so there's this I don't know if we've talked about this before I don't think we have um this young woman um she's Sudanese Sudanese American she lives here she's married to an Ethiopian man and if mm-hmm. and I think oh, sometime last year maybe uh one of her videos went viral because Uh, in it, they did like a Sudani versus Ethiopian music thing where mm-hmm. there was like a video of them dancing to Ethiopian music and everybody was like, oh my God, they're so adorable and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. Mihad had like a meltdown because he just loves that shit and like was like <laughs> dying over it. And, like, oh my God, dress him up in a yellabia because that's what Mihad does. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Okay. You know, everybody, like, loved her. And, oh, you're so great. And, oh, you're so cute. And whatever. And so mm-hmm. this girl recently did a video. She took the DNA test. And she did a video talking about, you know, what the, her results were. <laughs> and basically that her, okay. you know, her DNA breakdown was that she's African. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Surprise. What? <laughs> Gasp. And, like... Then she had people in her comments, like Sudanese people, blowing up her comment section, <laughs> calling her all out of her name, uh, saying all mm-hmm. this bullshit about, no, you're African. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, But is it insult? What? Yeah. You're African. <laughs> We're Arab. How dare you? <laughs> What? Well, Arab ma'awz innakum. That's so yeah. funny. And you're actually... معرس الحبشي ده oh. اصلا انت ذاتك oh, no. ما سودانيه اوه نو شنو ما بعرف بلا بلا بيسكلي لايك دام نير كولينغ هير مود بلود اند لايك اند ام جست لايك اي ثينك ات ذا اند شي هاد تو شي هاد تو كلوز ذا كومنت سيكشن اون هير فيديو اند شي ليت اوت لايك جست لايك ذا جاي وي توكت اباوت لاست ابيسود شي هاد تو ايشو a fucking pseudo-apology of like, listen. She had to, what? She didn't apologize, but she was just like, for the record, I'm talking about me. Oh, dude, no. And my genetics, 
not yours. Like, I am African. My DNA shows that I am from Africa. Whether you're African, Sudanese, fellow Sudanese, or, yeah, or you're Arab, or you're from Alwag Alwag, or you're a fucking alien, ma shagalti. Ana ruhi, you know? And I just was like, what is so bad about being African that you had, that you felt the need to blow up this girl, you know, her comment section and talk about her and call her names and call her slurs. That is insane. Because what? I was not expecting that. <laughs> yeah, like, it just, it, it like, puts our self-hate and our hate of African identity in such a, a bright light. And I just was not ready. My soul was not prepared. Like... Seriously. What the hell is wrong with us that we are so disgusted <laughs> by the idea of okay. being African? So when you started the story, I was going to say, <clears throat> I think the idea of having to do a DNA test to know where you come from and whatever, I personally think it's a bit weird and I think it's kind of ridiculous mm -hmm. because what are you trying to prove? I understand it for African-Americans and other descendants of, of slaves, slaves because exactly. they were completely robbed of their history right. and their identity and all of that. And, and they their lineage. where they came from. Yeah. Completely makes sense. But for anyone else, honestly, I personally think it's a bit weird. But now that you're saying this, I think it should be... Mandatory. Um, it should be mandatory. <laughs> mandatory. Yeah, and it should be... For like every yeah. single... Sudanese, crusty ass. Especially person. the ones that are all like, oh, I can connect my family tree all the way back to the Prophet. I'm like, right. Lahi, I think like, for real? <laughs> like, nah, bro. Then why are you black? <laughs> how, how, like, how does that uh -huh? work? Why, why are you black? Now, who what, is, the, the cool thing is, I did the DNA test, right? And mm -hmm. I did it for multiple reasons, but mostly being that I'm newbie in Finnihaya and Halfawiya. Okay. And we Your are... about to be so happy right now. <laughs> we, are, we are extremely proud of our Nubian-ness, right? right? It's like, it's always been like, you're Nubian. Inti Halfawiya. Mia, Mia, right? And I'm like, yeah, but like, what else? You know what I mean? Like, right. is, are we a mm -hmm. race? Like, right. like, are we purely Nubian and... Baba bless his soul. He'd be like, yes. Bus. Right? Right. But then okay. as like a you know, teenager and whatnot, and then I'm looking at the faces of my relatives, I'm like, but we're not really uniform in our looks. Right. Right? Mm. We have some very interesting looking people. Finas, I kid you not, we have people that look straight up Asian. Right. And it's like, okay, okay, that's interesting. And then we have ones that look Native American. I'm like, Awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's great. And then all rainbow of colors. You have min sumur, lil gamhi, lil halabi, lil whatever. Right. It's just and I'm like I know genes are like you get, you know, diversity and whatnot, right. but when you're uniform, you usually have a very uniform look, especially in my family, yeah. But anyway, for then and then al bitat, uh did you know, your great great grandfather was Turkish. Okay, cool. 
So and we're not 100%. So we're not 100%. Or, you know, uh, some of your family came from Musr. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Right. But they're like, but they're Nubian. Okay. I, I guess okay. so. Cool. cool. And then someone would be like, oh, we're actually in the Majerab. You know? Majerab. Yeah. And I'm like, that's Hungarian. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, Hayat very conflicting. So I was like, I need to do this DNA test because this is, you know, we need to find out once and for all what's going on. I did this 23andMe thing. It was actually um, for free. I think it's the same thing. Maybe this is another girl. I think she, she did the 23andMe. She Not read her results. But she wasn't married. Um, oh, okay. Never mind. That's this is another person. Sudanese girl. Dungalawiya, yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. Anyway, so they were doing this um, project where they're basically saying they don't have enough um, DNA from East Eastern Africa. And they need people mm-hmm. to send in their DNA for free so that they can get it into their database, right? Okay. Because when you take the, the DNA testing, it focuses mostly on Western Africa. It's really well broken down for Western Africa. Like in East Africa, mm-hmm. it's just like blocks. Like mm-hmm. you're East African. It's vague, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's awesome. Right. And that's cool. it. But, okay. So anyway, so then I took it. My Ayashinu results came out. It turns out I'm 90... 95% Gudi, African. Mm-hmm. When I say mm-hmm. African, it's like East Africa plus North Africa. Okay. No surprise there whatsoever. Well. Right? But then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, there's like 3.6% you're European. And then it's like you're 0.1% like South Asian. Hayat very interesting. And like maybe, uh, what was it? Like one point something percent West African. Lakin, when you okay. look at the whole of it, it's like it's less than 5%. It's, right. it's nothing. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. it's yeah. not. Uh, the funny thing is, when I told the results to my you know, my family and whatnot, I looked at 1.7% West Africa. And I'm just like, are y'all crazy? Oh my God. It's Africa. Oh. Like, of course we. Right. Seriously? And they they were just like, Lakin la. I'm like, no. <laughs> okay, like, I, I, I want to say not all of them were like that. Lakin, that's just, it's just, it's fascinating to me. You know, that's the thing that they, they focus on. Right. Lakin, they didn't question the European. They didn't question the Asian. I was interested in Asian. I was like, where the hell did that come from? Right. But they're like, oh, they probably Bangladeshi And I was like, okay, like. That's really interesting to me. And that's why I think people should do, like Sudanese people particularly, should do the DNA test just to sort of like put this, I don't know if it would really put this identity issue to rest, but it would just Mm -hmm. force them to face the fact that you are on the African continent, you've been on the African continent, you are African. And there's there's nothing wrong with that. وأجمل شيء أنا كنت ذا زغلت honestly and I don't care 0.5 Middle Eastern فقط yeah I was like oh girl congratulations guess he's not related to the prophet high five and shit the joy the joy I got it I was like yes point بس الحمد لله like I can just uh, I, I told her I was like I'm so scared to take the test and it'd be like 
45%. Fuck, damn it. No. We can't be friends. No. <laughs> Just like. I've never. I mean, I don't know if this wanting to be Arab so bad is mainly because we want to be like closer to the prophet i don't think it has anything to do with religion like it's out of control it's a thing of prestige yeah i don't think it has anything to do with religion i think it's a purely uh social and like aesthetic thing Mm -hmm. we just think that that makes us better because well that's you know beauty standards and you know like whatever another point that i'd like to make a a good friend of mine she also took the dna test and her family um, they're the type that they're, it's not necessarily they're like all about oh, they're like we come from you know Bedouins Arab that right. drove in a Saudia or from what 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 and oh girl that's my dad's family too right so she <laughs> yeah. turns out it was her thing was like 23% Arab and she was like I'm not surprised because clearly yeah, you know yeah. we've, they've been telling us this right. from Zamanic right. and mm-hmm. but clearly there are people that are truly sure you know they, they, they have that Arab mix because of you know whatever that. of course cool. there are a yeah. lot of people you know came to Sudan and bred and they came from right. Saudi and Yemen and exactly. all right. these yeah. That's like, I understand that. Lakin, first of all, um, that doesn't mean shit. Like, yeah. it doesn't yeah. make you special. And second of all, exactly. Like, we need to be content with what we are. And trust that it's good enough. It's not the fact that we don't want the. Arab identity, or we don't like. I just don't like, care. Ma- I don't care. Or whatever. It's the fact that it should not matter. It shouldn't be a big deal. In it doesn't matter. And it really doesn't matter in a lot of places because once you leave Sudan, nobody, like, exactly. nobody cares. And we you're, keep saying this. Once it. you leave. You're black. I was watching. Sorry, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna talk too much about this anymore. But I, I just want to mention. I was talk, I was watching a YouTube video. I like uh, Julesy. She does a lot of really good like um, educational content with mm-hmm. like in a really nice way. And she, you know, she's funny and she's smart and whatever. Anyway, so she was working with Adobe and they were doing this um, project and she, for a World Refugee Day. And so she would go to like meet new refugees or like people who are just. Like people had just relocated to the states, or or people who had been here for a while. Anyway, her last video was her talking to two guys who had been here, I think, for five years maybe, or high mm-hmm. And so they're both African. I don't I don't remember where in Africa they're from, but um, the guy was saying how you know I didn't know I was black until I came to the U.S. He's like. You know, I thought like where you know wherever he was from, he was just from there. Yeah. And then he's like, this black identity, this thing happened to me when I got here. People would be like, "You're black," and he's like, right. "What does that mean?" Mm-hmm. And so, what Sudanese people who your life's going to be so much harder. Yeah, okay. so much harder. But what people, you know, Sudanese people in particular don't understand is that nobody gives a shit that you're from a Sudan. When you right. leave, ah, No, you're just. You're black, and I'm going to treat you like a black person, like any other black person. And usually that means I'm going to treat you badly. And you're right. not special because it's Muhammad. Or, mm-hmm. in fact, that makes you less special. Yeah. That makes it even worse for you. Like, yeah. people don't get that, like, your proximity to Arabness, even in Arab countries, means very little, if, if nothing at all. 
I mean, it, it depends where, because in my personal experience, um, growing up in Morocco, I do feel like when you tell them, like you speak to them in Arabic and you say, oh, you're Sudanese, they're always nicer and more polite um, than to non-Arab Blacks. Interesting. Yeah. And the, the thing also in Morocco is that I, as a Black person who speaks Arabic, did not experience a lot of... Um, a lot of the systemic racism that other Africans experience. Right, right. Like, everyone's casually racist. Like, Adi, everyone's going to call you a slave every now and then. That's, like, okay. <laughs> That's good. But, but, I mean, like, at work or, like, in school or whatever, um, mm. I feel like... The second people realize that you speak Arabic and you're from Sudan, they change completely. Um, whereas they were just like, like in my university, even the teachers were completely horrible to, you know, the other students who are from like Mali or whatever. Right. Um, so I did notice slight difference in Morocco. Um, but then I okay. moved to France and it was all the same. So <laughs> then you moved to France where it all went to hell. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I, we're already like an hour and a half into this episode. Y'all about to be super mad. But, um, I'm so, tired. Yeah. Um, we have, wow, one, two, three, four, five more topics. Wow. Which would you like to, let's just choose. Um, <gasps> I don't think we, I'm not going to talk about R. Kelly because trash. he nasty and he trash and that's it. Because um, I was looking forward to talk about all the guys defending R. Kelly. On listen, Twitter. who are also, who they, I feel like they're more garbage than he is. Yeah. <laughs> For you to be like, well, he, you know, is basically sexually enslaving these women and he peed on a 14-year-old girl and whatever. But I'm still going to buy his tickets, though. Like, sir? Or let's see, there's, like, his lifestyle, his choice. Oh! nothing to do with his music. I like a legit. <laughs> his lifestyle, his wow. choice? <laughs> wow. And then, let's see, they'd be like, where are those parents? Where are the parents right. of those children? Oh, right. And I'm like, what? I think, right. okay, so just to give some context for the people who don't know, R. Kelly is a uh, American musician, and he was really big in the 90s and the early 2000s. Notorious um, for making the remix to Ignition. Yes, um, <laughs> and the Trapped in the Closet Trapped series. Um, right. He's, he's uh, you know, he's a big name in music. And uh, then he, what, people found out that he peed on 14-year-old girls. And actually, people didn't find that out. That was, I mean, he married Aaliyah at 15. Yeah. Oh, yes, he and did. And that is the, I you know, that's sort that. of the inspiration behind AJ Nothing But a Number, which is right. a great song, right. but... Disturbing. This, yeah, yes, disturbing. Because she was being molested by this old pretty creep. Much, pretty much. And um, so... That that happened, and he kind of like fell off, and then, uh, well, he he peed on the girl, and then he fell off, and then um, a BuzzFeed article came out, I think yesterday, um, talking about 
basically a family was saying that their daughter is being held in this quote-unquote cult by R. Kelly. Um, he met them at a concert because, you know, she wants to be a, 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 an artist and he said he would help her. And so they met with him a few times and then he flew her out to, you know, record and do some, some like talent shows or something. And then she just never, never came. She yeah. Never she never came back, back. She never went back home and basically they, you know, dive into the whole, she's not really, they can't do anything. The police can't do anything because she's, she's 19, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she's above the legal age, and she's not she's not saying that she's being held against her will. But at the same time, people who are close to R. Kelly and have worked with him say that he basically has you know several women living in his home, that he you know uh, has sex with them and takes video of it and shows it to his friends. Um, he controls their lives completely, doesn't let them go out uh, without his consent or with him. They're not allowed to use the phone. They like He takes their phones and he gives them special phones that they're not allowed to contact anybody. The, the girl that they're talking about in the article sent one message to her parents, I think, in, on Christmas or something saying, oh, I, I wish Christmas didn't have to be this way this year. But when they talk to her, she's like, no, I love him and blah, 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 blah. But anyway, the people who are close to him say that he basically has them enslaved and, and sort of like has brainwashed mm-hmm. them into like this lifestyle, quote unquote. I just decided I really didn't want to talk about this. I think the same Sorry. people <laughs> who are defending him are the people who defended Bill Cosby and that guy who made Birth of a Nation, and all, this, and I'm just, I'm, I'm over. Yeah, it. Nate can't. Parker. It's yeah. the same. Yeah, it's the same trend of like, oh, you, we need to stand by our black men, and the bar also, is so low, though. I like his music, therefore I, you know, support his right to sexually abuse and enslave women. Like this is what the white man wants. Yeah, like you're tearing the community apart because you don't want to support this disgusting human being. And it also brings in question this which this is something I struggle with all the time. Like separating the art from the artist. I feel like all these people, you know, say that under the guise of like his art is one thing and the artist and as a person is another thing. And and I've sort of like thought about that a lot. Like I don't know how I feel about like like Chris Brown is the biggest example of this. Like oh, ew. his music. Oh no, girl. Yeah, like there he like puts out all these bops, and you're just like, oh my god, I want to bounce to this. But also, he's an abusive, weird, controlling asshole, and like he beat up Rihanna, and he's oh no, he's you know he's terrorizing Karuchi and whatever. I, and so I was it's just kind of say, like like whenever the question of separating the art from the artist arises. Um, it is like you're right that it's kind of difficult to separate the two because in books, for example, a lot of the books I really love were written by horrible people. And I don't know what to do about that. But I mean, right. like that's like, I mean, if it's art, I really don't care about R. Kelly that much. I, yeah, yeah no. He can. Chris Brown. He can fall off. He can go to hell. Like, it's it's a sira' dakhili when it's, like, a book that you're really attached to. <laughs> right. And then you discover that the author was a basically anti-Semitic trash and right. stuff like Like, okay, 
but really chris brown like what has he yeah. done with his life that i need to give him a pass for all of this trash i like, agree no. i mean i was just giving him as an example of and, people you know oh, for the people who love him and oh, stuff i but, have another example <sighs> and it's kind of hurtful okay. it's gonna hurt i'm sorry all right Lakin, uh, marvin gay they oh, were God. saying that marvin gay was a molester yeah so one person was like what about marvin gay they're like marvin gay has been indeed yeah, what about admittedly him? like was molesting and like yeah stuff like that but anyway so yeah that's that's i like i heard my heartbreak <laughs> i heard it <laughs> in my ear i know when i read that i was like but Oh. But he's dead. Like, <laughs> but he's dead now. But he's dead. Like, I just, yeah, it's it's. It's tough. I don't. It is tough. Um, that's why I want to move on. So, <laughs> next, <laughs> I think the last. Um, okay, really quickly, people are being kidnapped in Sudan and their organs being um, like harvested. Hmm. That's mm-hmm. the thing that's happening, and I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like several accounts of people being kidnapped in broad daylight by people who um, are claiming to be amnigia uh-uh. but with no id and so they get snatched in the middle of the street and then they you know lose a kidney or something i don't know do they wake up like are they alive when they find them or are they dead some of them i'm not sure actually i don't really know the details of this but i think it's insane and uh it should be mentioned but i really don't know what to right. say about it because that's crazy so, Two things. I read in a tweet that someone, possibly Wadil Khartoum, I can't really look at my phone right now. Mm-hmm. I took a screen cap, but I can't look at it. Uh, said something along the lines of, um, So how do you want people to harvest um, what organs in like little huts and in the streets and stuff? Uh, yes, this is an official person who made this statement. I'm sorry, um, what now? Yeah. I mean, does that mean in no, that I, I don't get it? The people that are stealing he's, the he's organs. Saying are... that basically this whole um, like people harvesting organs is a rumor uh. because we can't do this shit. So how are people doing this on the street? Oh, that's brilliant. Brilliant. Um, brilliant. I don't think we need a comment for that. <laughs> no. I read in an article that Juarez, which is a Mexican city, right by the U.S. border. Um, it's also the 37th more most dangerous city in the world. Well, And they've had a very long run of women specifically being kidnapped and killed. Mm-hmm. And so Christ. the city hall of the city developed an app for women where it's kind of like an emergency button. So if you just shake the phone, then it kind of like contacts oh. your major, your emergency contact and they can see where you are and stuff. That's um, smart. I don't know if there's like other versions of this app that are more available and like free everywhere, but I definitely think people should start using it in Khartoum. Just, you know. Right. Just, yeah. Um, you know, stay safe. Good Lord. And that's pretty much all I have to say. Yep. Um, then uh, I think this might be our, well, there was the Traveling While Muslim and Black thread. Um, so a young lady was participating in a thread of Traveling While Black, but she was like, Traveling While Black and Muslim is even worse because 
insert all of these tweets of horrible experiences that she's had over all over the world of people treating her horribly because she's either black or Muslim or both. And um, a good significant portion of her thread was in France. Mm -hmm. are, are we surprised? Hell no. You don't say. Um, and all of these comments from various peoples in Sudanese Twitter being like, what? I'm so surprised. I can't believe France is like this. And, then, and I just want to say, this before. I we don't have understand been Sudanese people's fascination with France. Saying this. Like, they really think it's like the super progressive... It's really not. I want like, to say that we've been I, talking about this since the very first episode of No Sir, No Ma'am. We have been telling you that France is a racist country. And every week we have a story about French people or the French government being trash. Every single week. But I don't understand. Every single week. And you still don't want to believe. You still have this, like, oh, whatever, rosy-ass view of France, France, oui. Yahuana. Yahuana. All of this, and you're still like, what? Oh my god! And like, no, it's la. Just, just take it. Malish, I know it's a blow to your self-esteem, or you know, you're. I mean, let, you've always wanted like to marry a, a French girl and have your wedding underneath the Eiffel Tower. Whatever bullshit. <laughs> no, no. But like I was saying earlier, Morocco was not always pleasant to live in, but it was okay. And then France was honestly my introduction to like institutionalized racism france's listen but very on the down low like also very hypocritical um yeah people get super offended if you speak about like race or social issues we're the country um, of liberté and fraternité listen these are all things that do not apply to me as a person with melanin and, and uh, you know they won't apply to you either no matter how good you speak french no matter how rare you are no matter how you eat your baguette and your <laughs> jambon like nope nothing is going to save you have i feel like um french people differentiate between um black people from africa and black people from the caribbean sure so caribbean black people are considered kind of like the house niggers basically right, right. like they're more civilized or you know yep. um and when i lived in france i got mistaken for like a caribbean person because obviously they don't know what east african looks look like. like right um which gave me some privilege i will not lie wow. but God. Globally, the whole experience, trash. What a twist. Oh, Jesus. It's hard to be black. Um, anyway, our last topic for the day is uh, is the fragile masculinity that is rampant on Sudan oh, Twitter. I thought, okay. If not society. There's other well. topics that we're just not going to discuss because what the fuck. There, it's already been like an hour 37. Yeah. yeah. Um, young man. Sudanese young man posted a selfie on Twitter of him wearing a nose ring. Cue outrage, cue nuclear explosive <laughs> reaction from Sudanese Twitter. Everyone imploded. Just like Yeah, people's heads just <laughs> popped. And it's just like 
I don't really have anything to say about this except y'all are super fragile. If his nose has a ring in it and that bothers you all the way across, he don't even live in the same city as you. He's not your neighbor. He's not your brother. He's not your cousin. You've never seen this man except now with this picture. And it just shakes you to your foundation so much that you feel sick to your stomach and you feel the need to tell him to go, I'm a transgender, whatever the <laughs> hell that means. If that's... If that really hits you Someone that said, hard, bruh. S someone tweeted, if I see you um, walking out the pharmacy with tampons or whatever, I wouldn't be surprised. Right, he's like, I'm going to study always. What does that have anything to do with anything? First of all, your wow. jokes are lame. Okay, You need to work on your material. Because it's boring. I've heard it before. Also, being a girl is not an insult. Thank you very much. Also, um, what does it matter to you? Why are you so pressed? Mm. What about... I mean... Uh-huh. Beyond that, beyond... Right? Because every single week we tell you, drink some water and stay in your lane. It's really not that hard. But beyond that... Um, this whole debate about what's masculine and what's not, I want to know who defines what masculinity is. Right. Because... Because let's talk like, about y'all. Y'all will talk about him having a nose ring, but will like hold pinkies down the street and think that's super manly, so I don't understand. <laughs> that's so true. I don't get that it. That is true. <laughs> I don't get it. But that. also, I think someone in the thread mentioned that historically in a lot of like African tribes um nose rings and like other body piercings are for men and not just for men for warriors because you know so super masculine go testosterone fidja 2017 and like this ha yeah Listen. i don't i don't know like i mean you I know, have no words. I think it's all very arbitrary and, you know, definitions of masculinity vary from country to country. And, like, in Sudan, you guys can hold hands and, you know, be very, like, touchy-feely. And you have pictures all over the timeline of awlad, ashab, muragadin, fi ba'al. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. I love that kind of, like, brotherly love. That's wonderful. Right. But if anybody else saw that, they'd be like... Ooh. Yeah, don't come for the nose ring if you're yeah. doing that. So I don't, I mean, it's you just have to like, how you know, think about these concepts and like, what do they really mean? We've talked about this before. Look beyond yeah. the, the surface. Ask yourself why. Why do we feel this way? Why do we, why is this considered Hayyid Banat and this is considered Hayyid Awlat? And why is it that that doesn't ap apply in other countries, like in other places? Does that mean that it's just an arbitrary thing? Or is there some truth to it? Is there some, some significance to it? Like, ask yourself these questions. Be a human being, a well-rounded person. Don't just blindly, oh, I'm a lousy mom, ha ha ha, big a bit. Like, also, don't come for, don't come from, for the transgender community if you don't know what that means. Don't oh. mention that term if you don't know what it means. I'm, she, I'm a transgender. A means nothing. 
it is complete and utter nonsense. Your sentence does not make sense. Jose, he just found out the word. I who was shafer kilma ugal lazim itabiga fhitta. Mahi kuliyom wetani fi kilma kida bitkun like popular on Twitter. Like open mind that eventually came to mean something else. Yeah. And now transgender that people are just like placing in random sentences that nobody knows what you're talking. And I'm just tired. Um, Do better. Do better. Again, right? Like, I don't know what to say anymore. I just don't. Because leave him alone. And uh, um, Bottom line, leave him alone. I don't understand why it's so offensive. Who's like super carefree and is flourishing on Twitter. What's it to you? Why, why are you hurt? Anyway. Those, anything you want to mention real quick before we go on to these yes or yes ma'ams? There was a bunch of stuff, but bunch I don't think things. we have time for it. It was There was that girl from Arab Twitter. Oh, Jesus Christ. Who went on about black people. But <gasps> you know what? I really honestly don't have the energy for that right now. Synopsis: Black people are victimizing themselves, and it's their fault that they're not, you know, they're not where they want to be because they're too busy complaining about Oof. being black. Need to pull up their uh, pull themselves up by their bootstraps. By their bootstraps. Coming from someone who lives in Kuwait, which is one of the most racist countries in the Arab region, like I just please, girl, bye. Okay, next. Um, next is Beyonce had her twins. We have been blessed with Aww. Sir Carter and Rumi. I, I hate don't those know names. What these names mean? I, I do, hate like. Them. Is it Rumi, Sir? Like, Car- is his first name Sir, or is it, it just? Like, it's a. It's a full. That's his first knows. name, Sir Carter. Yeah, that's actually that's true. Nobody knows. Nobody so it's knows. Sir Carter, it's Carter. Sir. sir Carter, Carter. Uh-huh. Because otherwise they say really? Rumi Carter. They wouldn't say Sir Carter and Rumi. Also, girl, it's whatever. It's yes. weird. It's confusing. Yeah. And him, she had the twins. Good for her. Yay. Um, and then she posted, I think it was on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, this really beautiful picture of her holding, holding the twins. twins. Yeah, and, you know, in like very Beyonce fashion, obviously, right. the styling was impeccable. Right. Like, all the details made sense. It had a vision and all of that. And obviously... Everybody was mad. <sighs> You're um, not the first woman to have twins. Okay, girl, and? <laughs> a, a white woman is mad. And she said that she's really annoyed that people are happy for Beyonce Why because people idolize mad? her and think she's God and she is not God. Why are you mad? Okay. <sighs> no. Why are they always mad? Some other heifer was mad when she she did that pregnancy shoot. Yeah, how she dare you? It was tacky. And pregnancy is not a be- it's not a thing, and it's 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 so much harder. And you're you're glorifying pregnancy when wait, wait, not all women. Is she? And then not, this is not what pregnancy looks like for normal women. Right, and then there was. You're this not being sensitive. You're not being sensitive to women who have who have had uh, who have had uh, miscarriages. What the hell? What the what? Did they have? Did they say that when what's her face did the Islam Nudi? Shoot. No, Demi Moore. No, no, no. Um, and Muhim kan fi kalam katir kila kuta dar aguru and I completely <laughs> forgot. But I really don't understand why these white women stay salty. Um, people have been doing 
pregnancy shoots and like birth forever and whatever since the beginning of time and selling them to magazines the yep. fact that beyonce chooses to control her image and post it on instagram why are you mad like yep. what also yep. especially in america i think that motherhood for black women is, is not yeah. the same experience as motherhood for At white all. women so can you just like accept like just respect that. Just, and even, just stay and even in your lane. Beyond okay. that, even if you don't want to think that deeply, because obviously you don't because you're you're pressed about this it's an insignificant issue. Just mind your business. You don't like it, don't look at it. Again. Like it's <sighs> not that hard. It's not rocket science, people. It's just common sense. That was it for me. Okay, good. Then we can move on to um Yes sir, yes ma'ams. A little positivity. So none of the positivity will quote this trash that we've had in this episode, but we will try nonetheless. Um, Do you have a yes sir, yes ma'am this week? I obviously have a yes sir, but I think it's the same yes sir as you, so you might as well go ahead. Who's your yes sir? Sufyan. Oh, that is not my yes sir, but I will take that. Okay. (laughs) Because of the I'm with the band project with Spotify. Listen. Uh, Yes, I have a yes sir and a yes ma'am, but please go ahead. You start. Okay, so uh, like I said, my answer for this week is Sufyan. Um, he's a Sudanese producer. We've talked about him before on this podcast. We've had his music as our intro outro. And he just dropped a gem of a song with BJ, the Chicago kid. Um, it's for a project right with. Now. Spotify called I'm with the band, band being B-A-N-N-E-D, mm. um, where they're having different musicians from the seven band countries from America to collaborate <laughs> with American artists, and it's glorious. So glorious. You know what I read? I read that he got off the plane and made that beat. Oh, did he? <laughs> and I'm just like, of course he did. Because he's brilliant. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he did. I'm not surprised. And also, like, he's very smooth with the releases. Just. He's just, like, super cash about the whole thing. Like, hey. Low key. Hey, guys. Here's the thing I did with a little somebody coffee. Yeah, hey, the Chicago kid. Here's this thing Enjoy. I did with Spotify. Here you go. What? I'm sorry. What now? <laughs> Hello? I, listen, that's the thing I love the most about him. And I'm going to control myself because I tend to. Fangirl. Hard. Um. <laughs> But the thing I love about him is his complete, like, just cool, calm collectedness. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, and he releases it, and it's excellent. That's it. He doesn't spam you with his stuff. It's just, and that's the stuff I want to be spammed with. Like, I want... To see that on my timeline all day. I want to listen to the song on loop. But like, he's just like, here, here you go. Okay. And I just, I aspire to that so much. He's such a brilliant. Anyway, support him. You can find it on Spotify. If you don't have Spotify, it is available on iTunes. I just downloaded it. Um, And yeah, please go check it out. The song is called Thinking About You. Mm -hmm. And it's such a smooth such a smooth jam it's beautiful it's a smooth ride yeah it really uh, is i agree um okay uh any yes ma'am 
No. From you? Okay. I have a yes ma'am. Oh, who's your yes ma'am? Oh, yay. I, I was just looking at the Instagram, and I'm very excited about this comic artist. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, Pop Khartoum. Um, you can find it. At, I'm actually currently looking at Instagram, and so it's Pop Khartoum, all one word. Um, the chick's name is Rayan Nasser. Cool. Um, and her work is just lovely. It's like um, like those old style cartoons, the pop artist kind of ones, where right. it's like um, that famous one. Where it's like Batman is slapping Robin, right? Just being like, stop oh, doing cool. that or whatever. Yeah. So there's this one. The latest one that she posted, it's like this chick that's slapping her man, Sudani, and she's like, you smell like Bamia, and I didn't cook Bamia. Oh, that's cute. (laughs) That's super cute. So, yes, this is adorable. I hope um, she continues producing and staying consistent and just Sudanese excellence. All right, Sudanese excellence in the art scene. We will share that. We'll share her account with everybody when we tweet the episode out. Um, my yesterday for this week goes out to um, writer and poet Bushra al-Fadl, who just won the Kane Prize for 2017 for his um, work, The Story of the Girl Whose Birds Flew Away. I actually read it. Yeah. yeah. Quite lovely. The story is excellent. You can find it, I think, in... The Book of Khartoum, isn't that where it was? You can actually, I can send you the link okay. so that y'all can uh, load it and read it. Oh, free. good. Oh, oh nice. Cool. It's yeah. available for free, so you guys can read that. Um, Perfect. It's really amazing. So the Kane Prize, I'm just going to say, the Kane Prize for African Writing is an award for short stories written by writers of African origin and published in the English language. Um, his story it was, I think, originally in Arabic and then translated into English. So his, him and his uh, translator won the Kane Prize 2017. And I'm just, I'm so happy because I love it when our literary peoples are We're shining. Brilliant. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, that's my yes sir for this week. My yes ma'am is the lovely... Wow, so many this week. Huh? Oh, yeah, so many this week. So many shout outs. To make up for the garbage that we put you through. Um, I agree. Uh, my yes ma'am for this week is Dina Sati who is a beautiful uh, Sudanese Somali young woman who makes... Aww. Yeah. I miss Dina. I, I haven't seen her in so long. I yes, haven't seen girl. her since she was like a kid. Um, uh, she makes... Uh, like She does ceramic work. Um, and you can find her on Instagram at Noor Ceramics, N-U-R Ceramics. Um, she, her work is beautiful. She makes a lot of like mabakhir, which are just gorgeous and Mm. it's very like aesthetics it's very aesthetically pleasing (laughs) very simple very clean um we will also tweet her instagram out so you can um follow her um so shout out to her that is our Sudanese excellence for this week. If you have someone that you want to shout out, um, somebody who embodies Sudanese excellence for you, you can hit us up on Twitter at NSNM Podcast or through the hashtag NSNM. I'm just going to stop saying that from now on. Um, and then uh, you can also you just email it to us um, at nosernomam at gmail.com. Please also do not forget that we are here for your... Um, uh, life rearranging uh, needs. <laughs> I was wondering where that was going. <laughs> um, 
You can send us your problems, your queries to um, nosernomam.saraha.com and we will hashtag fix your life. We've done that before and we are willing to do it again. Any recommendations, last words before we leave? I have a very random music recommendation. Sweet. Um, do you know Tank and the Bangers? Yes. That's it. That's yes. my recommendation. Any any of it, any of their music, any especially so the beautiful. live performances. Yeah. Um, if you can look them up on YouTube are absolutely brilliant. I really love their NPR Music Tiny Desk concert. Oh, that, that was, was really super fun. cute. Yeah, that was really nice. Um, I love them. They are, you know, black girl magic. Yeah, they and are. And black excellence. Yeah, and I are. love them. So that's my recommendation. Excellent. And I got any recommendations for everyone? <laughs> okay. Um... I would like to recommend, uh, I wanted to recommend a book, but I don't remember what it was now. <laughs> so I'm going to recommend a documentary that Nigla mm -hmm. and I watched uh, oh, yes. a few days ago. It's called The Defiant Ones. That's insane. It is oh. on HBO, but I Ooh. think you can find it if you wish. Um, okay. And other right. places, I'm not gonna encourage anybody to do anything, but mehim <laughs> It's called the, it's called the Defiant Ones, and it's it's a documentary about Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine, who is his partner. Um, well, he's the basically um, president of Interscope Records, but he's also his partner on Beats by Dre, and you know it goes through like sort of their history. Um, coming together it starts you know with them separate all the way from like their childhoods to when Dre was with NWA and and Jimmy Iovine had just you know and like Jimmy Iovine's basically his journey through the music industry and this guy is amazing he's worked with everybody, everybody. Cool. anyway the documentary is fascinating not only for the content but also the way that it's made the way that it's mm -hmm. shot the way that it's edited is so brilliant it's perfection it's beautiful yeah like it's just I can't even describe it. You just have to watch it. And so. the soundtrack, cool. the soundtrack. Oh, is and dope. the soundtrack is dope. Um, when they go into um, the whole Beats by Dre thing, and mm, like them wow. going into like the headphone business and the speaker business, and then there's a shot of like there's a scene of of Dre driving in his what is it Lamborghini, Lamborghini. <laughs> and he's driving and there's music playing. <laughs> And then okay. whatever, and then the, and then he gets to the gate, and he stops the car, and the music stops, and then you realize the music that was playing is not the soundtrack. It's not the score mm -hmm. to the documentary. It's from the speakers. Yeah. Oh, that's how clean it is. I don't think those are doctor okay. beats either. They're like his. No, his. he yeah he talks about how he like tunes his own speakers on yeah. his car and his house and his studio everywhere, and they are the most amazing. That's the most amazing sound experience I've ever heard. Wow. That I've ever heard, period. It was so good. And I recommend that everybody go watch it. Yes. That's that's my recommendation too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and on that note, uh thank it's you. It's been two hours. Okay, bye. Okay, yeah. bye. <laughs> Nigla, thanks for joining us on this trash ride. <laughs> Goodbye. Assalamu. Afia logo. <laughs>
Woke up this morning feeling mighty fine. Hit a cup of coffee with my Sid Shy. In case you didn't know, I'm addicted to caffeine. At least I'm not a crack fiend. Hold up, let me take a puff of that vaccine. Kara got shotgun. Mother only three C in the backseat. Big T, don't you crash, please. One of these days, police gon' catch me. But until then, I'll be doing 95 in the city, yup, yup. Been temporarily down for tennis, now I'm trying to bring a life to the city, yup, yup. Put my headphones on like the speakers ain't working. I ain't even on my best on flow, cause these niggas ain't worth it. Oh, no, no, oh, no, oh. I ain't even really gotta say shit, motherfuckers, I'm perfect. Your girlfriend, I bet she heard about all of us. She want the whip, y'all don't want to ride on the bus. She want that red flow, I zone and know how to bust. My niggas, they on whatever, no matter what. Hell yes, hell yes, hell yes, hell yes, hell yes, hell yes. If you're fucking with the new slang, baby, it's a cruel thing, baby. Hell yes. I know you feeling kind of blue, cause we doing what you can't, baby. Hell yeah. Don't really fuck with pseudo rap, cause a nigga got true fans, baby. You ain't got no clue, we finna blow up like a motherfucking fuel tank, baby. Things kinda been comatose, now you look like you just seen a ghost now. They ask if I'm gonna record now, I tell them until overdose now. Man, this track is a killer, cause Kira be packing artillery. Damn, I'm back in the picture, and you're mad cause your bitches are feeling me. But I got my headphones on like the speakers ain't working. Hell yeah, 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 hell y